Hello, fitness humans. Welcome to episode nine of Wave Talks, where we're going to be talking about how to balance your workouts with pulling and pressing. So, why are we talking about this? Well, do you remember back in episode seven when we talked about upper cross syndrome? That is a plug, unshamelessly plugging the idea that you should go and listen to episode seven and one through seven and eight as well, but episode seven specifically. All of those negative issues that can come up from upper cross syndrome, like neck, back, shoulder, hip, chest pain, etc., can actually be created by only working the mirror muscles. What is a mirror muscle? It's not a meerkat, Jess. Though they are completely adorable, and now I'm going to see a meerkat every time I look in the mirror. Um, Meow. The, <laughs> so, <laughs> so a mirror muscle is basically the idea that a lot of people that go to gyms work out the muscles that they can see in the mirror. And it makes sense. We are visual creatures. So we tend to move in that plane of an area that we can see in our, what is that called? Periphery. No. Vision? Field of vision? Field of view? Field of view? Yeah. Sounds like field, field of, of view. airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> That's Boundary Bay Airport. That's not the same thing. But only working those muscles creates an issue in balance within the body. We often see people choosing exercises based on aesthetic preferences or purposes, and that could be bicep curls or chest press or crunches. What else, guys? Shoulder raises. Shoulder raises. Upward rows. Upward rows. Shrugs. Shrugs, yes. Bicep curls for the girls for days. Is that different than the bicep curl that I talked about? Was mine... There's bicep Mine's... curls, and then there's curls for the girls. Yeah, mine, mine are for the girls. Oh. Yours are just curls. Yeah. Oh. And then mine go to the beat of the music, which makes it more appealing. I got it. I like it. <laughs> I uh, I feel like um, this is very repressive, like, 80s-style like, workout <laughs> talk right now. And I'm, I just wanted to note how uncomfortable I am and but, feel like I'm trapped. But side note, 80s-style fitness was very much aesthetically based. Oh, totally. Everything yeah. was to look good. It wasn't about That's because they were all wearing good. spandex and very high-cut bodysuits and, and stringers. bright colors that didn't really leave much to the imagination. So, you know, that was a product of their fashion. Totally. The issue comes up that these overly dominant pressing exercises, as an example, like if you're just doing chest press or overhead press or, or can actually cause the shoulder to start to adapt in similar ways as we would see if we were dealing with upper cross syndrome. The other things that can start to happen when we're not balancing these exercises out is we start having issues with, as I mentioned, shoulder health, but spine health and posture and the balance of the working muscles, the agonists against the antagonists. And we can actually create a lot of pain and dysfunction in the body by having that be so unbalanced. And realistically, that's one of those things that's that's 
tough to swallow because you would kind of look at that situation like I'm working out all the time. Why am I getting these issues? Which is a common theme with a lot of people who exercise. They work out, they do the same exercises like bench press, overhead press, chest and bicep work continuously, and then they wonder why they're not progressing. And that's because they're missing a key ingredient. That key ingredient is balance of anterior and posterior muscles. So as mentioned, you get bench press, overhead press, but we're not always getting the rows and the pull-ups that go with that. Two of the biggest muscle groups in our bodies are actually on our back. It's our lats and our glutes. And those often get forgotten in place of the mirror muscles or the ones that we see. I think another thing too is that a lot of times, a lot of, and I'm not trying to call out the industry at all, but I think a lot of the fitness professionals out there, in order to hook people in their marketing, a lot of times the free things that are offered reinforce those those kind of like standards of working those mirror muscles, the things that you can see in the mirror, because they want you to do things that you'll see the results of probably so in a mirror. So you keep buying the program. So that you, or, or that you like sign up with them or what have you. Exactly, mm-hmm. right? We would never do that to you, by the way, if and, you sign up with us. And that's why you see a lot of these body sculpting programs or these, you know, um, chest bicep builder programs that just highlight those areas. Because if you work out an area enough, you're going to see some sort of change and you're going to keep giving that company your money or you're going to keep buying in. But then eventually you're going to hit this plateau where either things hurt, things are not advancing, and you're not getting the result that you're looking for or the continuous progression. So that means that you need to kind of reevaluate. So when you're building your own workout program or you're purchasing a program, whether it's ours or a competitor, you want to make sure that you are planning to consider your lifestyle, how you spend most of your time, consider your goals, and consider your current strength and mobility. We suggest that you often look for some sort of program that has a 50-50 balance of pushing and pulling. So if you're only seeing chest dominant drills, bicep drills, but you're not seeing a lot of back and triceps, lats, glutes, core, posterior core, how many of you have seen a posterior core exercise in a program that you have purchased in the past? My posterior core is so ripped. It's amazing. Does it look like two fish fillets in your low back? So Jack. <laughs> That's a really hard look to achieve, by the way. I'm looking for that fish fillet. Fillet o fish back. The full oh god. <laughs> Did, I guess, the, the I, guess story, I guess I guess you come with the buns too then, don't you? The story behind the fu- the fish fillet back actually comes from my partner. Um, one of our friends once claimed that Andrew had two salmon slabs on his back because of the way it cut to his low back. So now I just forever see fish fillets when I see people have that posterior low back definition Which from their rectors. Which is more commonly referred to as a diamond. It's a diamond. But I'm going to go with fish fillets because yeah. it's hilarious. And I picture my friend saying it and it stuck with me forever. <laughs> anyway, back can, to the topic. Can I, can I interject <laughs> with just one thing going not about Andrew's fish back um (laughs) but uh going going back early talking about like the programs that you get we should be clear that in programming uh there is different styles of programs and there is different types of periodization so if you're potentially working with a coach that is working your front very very hard theoretically they then in the next program would work the opposite muscles to create that balance over time. It doesn't have to be something that's done every single workout. 
And I just wanted to be clear about that because I don't right. I, I don't want it to sound like we're throwing fitness professionals no. under the bus because there are a lot of good ones out there and I, we are out there too and we are good. And that's part of the considerations that I was talking about, like your lifestyle, how you spend most of your time, consider your goals. So that can come into play with rehab programs, for example. Like rehab programs, you're not going to see a ton of pushing, pressing, or overhead reaching. You're going to see a lot more pulling and learning how to actually pack those shoulder blades, control those shoulder blades a little bit more. So you won't see the same degree of pushing in something like that. And then what I mean when I say make sure that you kind of consider your goals and your lifestyle is that if you're an office worker, for example, you spend eight hours of your day almost in a pressed position because you'll tend to round forward. So favoring a pulling program at 70% pulling and 30% pushing could be beneficial for somebody in that situation. But in general, we definitely would like to push the 50-50 if possible with other considerations. But what does this mean for aesthetics? So like we said, if you really want that goal of a bigger chest, bigger biceps, um, you know, and are looking for that, does this inhibit that in any way? If you're hearing all of the stuff we're talking about, but you're like, well, I still want the aesthetic. I still want the beach bod or the Hollywood bod or I want, you know, this idea of what my goal body is, we can still work with that and give you that balance that we're looking for. So we are going to encourage you to train your back and that might help along that idea of this goal body. One thing that commonly shows up in what some of our client requests are for having a body ideal as a fitness goal is having a classic V taper where um, we have a bit of a broader chest, shoulders, and then a narrow waist, and that kind of works both for men and women. So we can still achieve this by having that healthy balance. So by working the back, for one, we're gonna help build up the lats. These are like one of the biggest muscles in the body. And by building those up, we do get that broad shape across the back. Also, by working our pulling, it's gonna help engage muscles that are also going to work as stabilizers and supporters for your bench press, overhead press, any of your shoulder movements trying to build up the pecs, delts, biceps, triceps. Um, it's gonna build the posterior shoulders, gonna build your biceps and forearms. So all those pulling exercises are going to give you some good back health, but also going to promote those, the development of those mirror muscles and that uh, quote-unquote beach body aesthetic that you're looking for. Basically, if you train your back, your pressing is going to get stronger. Yeah, and by training the back, it's going to prevent overuse and over fatigue in the um, anterior muscles that you're overtraining. So it's going to allow you to train for longer without having to take time off for injuries because you're going to have those healthy ligaments and joints and muscles um, because you're getting a good balance and not overdoing it anywhere. So just as we're coming off of talking about aesthetics, I do want to say that, you know, we never put our goals on anybody else. So we're always going to honor the requests that we get for clients. And sometimes that does mean they want to change the way their bodies look and they might be looking to celebrities or other fitness pros for inspiration. But there is no one body image that is the best. And we are always going to listen to our clients and see what they're looking for and do our best to make sure that we're instilling confidence in what they can do and make sure that their programs are helping them to feel good and age healthfully and perform well in all the exercises they're doing and what they're doing outside of their workouts and outside of the gym. 
As somebody who has a bodybuilding background, having competed in a couple of bikini competitions, basically for two years um, when I was competing, my training was entirely based on aesthetics because that's what that sport is. So the cool thing was, is while I was getting some certifications to maintain my uh, personal training, I was learning a lot about function. So it was kind of cool to be able to put those two together and work on how can I get this this best aesthetic to be able to compete while also serving my body really well and making sure that I'm going to have good balance so that I can still live my life beyond competing. So there is always a way to get a certain look that we're going for while also making sure we're taking care of ourselves and making sure we can keep moving through life comfortably and efficiently. A couple years back, I did a small documentary on Diana that you can actually see on Vimeo, and I'll find the link and put it into the description of this podcast. If you're curious, one of the things that was really key for me when I was making that was you talking about how unhealthy that lifestyle was, because the visual of you getting to that place where you were actually competing, I mean, hair and makeup alone, <laughs> that must have been time in a chair. But oh, yeah. the, the and actual- the tan. Oh, and the spray it's all tan. About the tan. But all of that, you, you, you really do talk about how unhealthy that was physically. And um, mentally. But I was going to say, one of the things that comes across that you don't necessarily speak to, but like the viewer will infer, is that it is very unhealthy mentally because that is such an extreme of aesthetic that you are trying mm-hmm. to achieve in that competition. And that's just the nature of the sport as you say in the documentary so it really is important and let's also recognize how compassionate you're being right now in talking about you don't have that expectation around the clients that you work with (laughs) that unhealthiness at that extreme end is is also really really hard to maintain right Mm -hmm. like it's it's impossible to get to that place and maintain that without having full dedication and that goes back to that idea of celebrity again where these people who we tend to both objectify and idolize have gotten to that place through you know i mean it could be good genetics to start but it's it's work and it's typically a a very high budget of both money and time to be able to to spend in the gym to do that and work with professionals that will get you there i mean and the other thing to consider is an image doesn't show you what's actually going on behind the scenes right mm -hmm. like you may see a celebrity in a photo and they look fantastic but you don't know what it took to get them to that place. You don't know what they're going through in order to be that person in that moment as their job. That's why we see a lot of you know, mental health issues with celebrities and they go through these addictions and other things too because there's a lot of pressure there. Well, it's at the extreme of society. It's at the extreme of society. And I just want to put it out there to anybody that's a celebrity that might eventually hear this. We are not bashing you. We are recognizing that you are in a place where it's just hard as hell to get to the expectation of the public. So kudos to you. Just so you guys know, this this is devolved into a little bit of a, a values statement that we are, are making here. It's, it's, it's really important and it's a really important topic when you're discussing any form of aesthetics because it is a very potentially triggering issue for people i mean you know you're you're everybody has struggled with some form of 
you know, normative body image that they get exposed to that they might not be able to live up to. Mm-hmm. And you always find that example, for me it was D, of people that actually can reach that normative example seemingly easily. But when you dig down into it, there's a lot more to it. And we just want to make sure that you, when you go into these cycles of thought around making these changes in your life, adding fitness to your daily routine, changing the fitness that is in your daily routine, that you're doing it from a good, healthy place that is compassionate and full of self-care. Well, and on the flip side, if you are doing it for, um, you know, a, a competitive reason or a very specific goal, just understanding that that's what it's about and that it's not going to be about health at that point and there are going to be some risks and consequences that you'll be dealing with. So making sure you've got a good sort of support team, friends, family, professionals, whatever, to just take you through that um, is going to get get you a long way. <laughs> and that's the thing to remember is that even though we idolize, you know, celebrities and athletes specifically, they're not necessarily the most healthy people because they are on the extreme end. This is about balancing your workouts, but that has to be part of it too, is the balance of expectation around it. So... But that's where we're going to end this as well. Because. See, everyone, it came full circle. It came back to balance nicely, Jen. It happens eventually. Yeah. No, that was great. Yeah, no, I mean, I just. Cam I, usually comes back around. It's, it's like a plane that has to, like, circle around the airport before it lands. That's all it is. The punchline of the whole thing is that you are awesome and, and that's and get it. those fish fillets and on get your those back fish fillets. no the <laughs> you are awesome I, I'm, I'm not lying about that but what we want to say is that you know balance obviously like in the workout in the programming in your expectations is going to be a very very important thing and we want you to consider that and if you're having any questions about that or you know thoughts about that or what have you do not hesitate to reach out. We are here. You can reach us on our website at 3wavefitness.com. That's the number 3wavefitness.com. Or email us at 3wavefitness. That's the number 3wavefitness at gmail.com. And we would be excited to chat with you. We also do have services that we offer, and we have plugged them a couple of times earlier in here. But we genuinely would love to work with you on getting you to the next place in your fitness journey because we love doing that we just have a genuine excitement around working with people on those goals and yeah we'll see you next time because next time it'll be double digits (gasps) episode 10 oh my goodness and we'll talk about spot training and aesthetic oh look at that (laughs) how lovely (laughs) what a segue humans you know how we feel about you we feel good about you and we'll be excited to see you in the next podcast and on the next video and on social media at three wave underscore fitness on instagram on facebook on youtube what else i mean we are on tiktok we just haven't done anything on it yeah it's tough twitter twitter yeah, yeah 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 we will see you humans next time thank you what kind of fish would be on your back? I would definitely say. So.
no skipjack for you. I would pick halibut because it's right above halibut. <laughs>